0: Tuesday. I'm in the office early to check any overnight referrals. We've had permission from head office to install and use WhatsApp within the team. This is a welcome decision, as it means we can more easily contact each other when out the office. It's quicker and more reliable than SMS messages from our work phones. We've been trying to get newer work phones that are more versatile and quicker for SMS, Skype and FaceTime. We cannot effectively buddy workers with work phones who so often have to rely on our personal phones for this but we never use personal phones for client work. If a V is meeting with Friday's new referral in south-west London and will report back. If a C usually visits clients in refuges or in the community on Tuesday but today she's supporting a client in court. She meets the client early to go through last-minute preparations for giving evidence and then stays in court to support her. Interpreters are provided, and she has her own interpreter, which enables her to monitor any misunderstandings or errors by the court interpreters. The police later contact her with a sentencing update, and she's able to relay this to the client. If M has a very early start at 6:30 a.m. to travel to a client in London, her client is due to give evidence against her ex-partner. Unfortunately, no interpreter is booked by the witness care unit despite emails to them to ensure they've made adequate arrangements. This means the client is unable to ask questions. Sadly, this is not an isolated case, and we've now started mapping how many court cases are cancelled or adjourned due to a failure to book interpreters, so we can tackle the issue with the CPS. Two hours later, they are back in court for the judge's decision. Special measures are enforced and two interpreters are now present, one for her and one for her ex-partner. However, neither interpreter has introduced themselves or checked the client's preferred signing style, which can vary considerably. And the client struggles to understand the interpreter in court, which impacts on her evidence and responses to questions. Because both interpreters are working individually, there is no co-working as is usually the case and this can lead to errors. It was clear that the client would have benefited from a deaf relay interpreter and the court interpreter is not of sufficient quality to effectively interpret for her. Sadly, the defendant was found not guilty. The quality of court interpreters can be a big issue for deaf people and this is a common problem we see. We can never know in advance which interpreters have been booked and whether they will meet the client's needs for either a deaf relay or deaf intermediary interpreter. Late morning I receive a text from the client who had been in crisis over the weekend and cancelled her meeting yesterday. Children's social services have come to interview her over concerns raised by her son's school and by the police who were called out over the weekend. The client is panicking as a social worker is not bought an interpreter and is trying to go through foster care agreements by communicating in writing, a second language for this client. I log on to Skype to talk with her, but our office interpreter is on her lunch break. While we're waiting, I'm able to talk to the social worker via messaging on Skype and relay this to the client. Once the interpreter returns, we try to continue the conversation, but the client's microphone's not working. When we update the social worker, it is agreed that we will have a meeting tomorrow with the client's deaf Hope Idva, children and families worker, and an interpreter. This means an SOS call to our interpreting agency to find a suitable interpreter in time.